look in the mirror. Who's the real issue? This, this, this is the House Flipping HQ podcast. Now let's get flipping with your host, Justin Williams. It is live. It's finally live. After six months of working tirelessly on the Flipping the Nation documentary, I am ecstatic to announce that it is finally complete. It is finally live. You can go to flippingthenation.com right now to get your free 48-hour pass. Go now. I cannot wait. Uh, We can't wait to share this with you, share with you our story, share with you your story, the story of a movement, of a group of people who have been and continue to do things that previously were thought impossible. So we're really excited. Go to flippingthenation.com, get your free 40-hour pass. Let us know what you think. Hope you enjoy it. Um, We actually, the crazy thing, it took six months to create Flipping the Nation and then literally in the last week or two, in fact, we're still working on some of these, but we'll have them done by the time you get them. We created a docu-series. We created an additional five videos to go along with Flipping the Nation. So super excited about it. Go to flippingthenation.com to get your free 48-hour pass. Cannot wait to share this with you. Um, super exciting. Okay, so speaking of our story and sharing our story, uh, as Tara and I reviewed and watched this documentary and created this documentary, uh, I was reminded we were talking recently about our story and kind of everything that we've we've been through. And I was reminded of a lesson that I taught a couple weeks ago, a couple weeks ago in my Sunday school class that I teach. And in this lesson, I shared a story, uh, a story that occurred to me the week prior. Now, I want to share the story with you guys. It's a little personal, and it has to do with my family and a lot of members of my family. And I almost didn't share it for fear that some of them would hear it and maybe be offended. Um, But I've been thinking about it and I decided to go for it in hopes that it might touch and help someone out there. So the story begins just over a year ago. I had this idea that I wanted to have a family reunion on my mom's side something which we hadn't done in years. Not only that, but we had never really had one in Southern California. And when we moved here just over five years ago, one of the things I was really excited about was having people over, you know, places that we had lived before. Um, no you know, offense to those areas, but they weren't like by the beach and amusement parks and, and all these fun things. And I really, if you haven't noticed, I love entertaining, quote unquote, entertaining. And I wanted to have people over. I planned these big events and I thought, I'm going to plan like an amazing family reunion. Now, I have this cousin that I love, but he's a little bossy, a little controlling. Probably the only one who's bossier and more controlling than me, which is probably why I think he's bossy and controlling. And I didn't really want to tell him about it right away until I had it kind of all planned out and dialed in because. He usually kind of takes control of things like this, and he's usually the one planning them. And I wanted this to be my own thing. I wanted to show I could do it. I wanted to do it. I wanted to bring people down and show them a good time, and I wanted to do this thing. So I was really excited about it, and I happened to be talking to one of my cousins, and I mentioned it to her, 
and she was really excited. And initially we were thinking, or I was thinking that we could have it like within a month or something like that. Right. That's usually how, Hey, let's go do this. Let's go now. Right. But we were talking and we're like, okay, realistically, like not that many people are going to be able to come in a month. What if we plan this, plan it the right way and plan it for next year? So I thought, okay, that's good. And I went to work, like writing down all these ideas or different places I want to go and different things I wanted to do. And I was really excited to plan this and and have people save the day and let everyone know about it. Now, I kid you not, what at least felt to be within like 48 hours, I got this email. And this email was letting me know that I had been selected amongst my siblings to be in charge of helping them know what we were going to do for this family reunion. Yes, it was from my one cousin who, uh, you know, usually likes to be in, in charge and is a little bossy. And he made this announcement that we are going to have this family reunion in Southern California next year. And he was giving me the honor of being the liaison between him and my family as he planned out the details for this family reunion, which he essentially laid out in detail in this email. And I was just, I was shocked. I was frustrated. I was kind of upset. I was a little ticked off. It was like, this was like my one chance. This was my idea, my one chance to plan this thing. Like I was plenty capable and very calm. I'm like, you know, I'm not perfect, but I've done big events. I can do this, right? And I intentionally did not even tell him about it. I mean, we're, we're pretty close. And like normally he would have been one of the first people I would tell about, but I intentionally didn't because I wanted to be my baby. And then without even like talking to me about it here, he had planned it. I didn't even know how he found out. I assumed my cousin, they were just talking and he was like, oh yeah, cool. Okay, I'll, I'll do it. I'll plan it. Or maybe he didn't mention that, but either way, he just decided that it, he didn't matter what I want to do. He was going to take control and, and plan this. Now I could have said something, but I, I didn't want to deal with it. I was like, you know what? I've, I have a lot to do anyway, whatever. If he wants to kind of run with it and I'm sure I'll still have a lot of to, to say because I live here right um but I was like whatever I, it took me a while but I kind of got over it kind of so fast forward a year later and it was time for this family reunion which was actually which actually occurred earlier this month so just a few weeks ago we had this family reunion so this is kind of how it all went down a few days prior to the family reunion my mom who works for me Went, drove down to St. George and picked up uh, one of my younger sister's two kids. And well, well, I think I think I might be getting this wrong, but I think my sister was going to uh, New York for a um, a show for for her and her husband's company, like a trade show or something like that, right? So my mom was was watching their two kids, and I could tell my mom wasn't getting as much uh, stuff done with these kids because they're they're young and they are high energy. Let me tell you what I know now, even more now from personal experience. So we volunteered to take them because we thought, hey, our kids are kind of bored. They can spend time with their cousins. My mom will get more stuff done. It'll all be groovy. So we had both of them for a little bit and we very quickly realized that, wow, this is, there's no way we can keep both these guys and get anything done at all. We were getting ready for people to come over and, and all this stuff. So we told our mom, my mom, we said, okay, we'll take uh, the older one, who's still pretty young, and, and you take 
the really young one back with you so we can at least get something done. Normally, my mom, uh, she comes over occasionally and helps around the house. That's just part of what, what she does for, for us as part of her job, right? And so she was going to do that, especially with people coming over. We said, hey, we'll take care of it. Um, it, we were thinking about having all the kids here and her being able to work here, but there's no way like anything would have got done. I mean, you got to watch these guys like nonstop, right? So she took the kids and, and, and she took the one kid and we, um, I'm saying kid, I just don't want to use names. I don't, anyway, whatever. So <laughs> everyone's going to, my, my family know who I'm talking about, but so she took him, which meant we were home, you know, take, getting everything ready. And we also had the, the other one who, is also very high energy. I, I didn't really realize before quite how high energy she was. So that's kind of how things started out. And then my other sister came. So we had some family that were coming over and staying at our house. My oldest sister, she came on Thursday because the family reunion was the next day and they were staying at our house, which which is awesome. We have kids that are similar ages and they love playing together. And, and that was great until the evening came. Her daughter wasn't very happy with her sleeping arrangements, and I was like, "Okay, you know, if you want something different, like make it happen." I, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't have an extra air mattress. The one we had had a hole in it, and I was just like, "All right, anyway, you figure it out." And then when it was time for bed, like no one was going to bed. Like my kids were getting ready for bed, not perfectly. Bedtime is always a struggle. But they were getting ready for bed, and her kids, like, just were not... They were just, like, standing there and not even getting ready. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like, what's going on? And the same thing happened the next night. And I started to get pretty frustrated. In fact, the next night, I said, I'm going to bed. You put your kids to bed. You get everyone to bed. You're in charge. I'm putting you in charge. And her comment back to me was like, well, you get your kids in bed, and I'll get mine in bed. And I'm like... Dude, mine are ready for bed. Yours are standing around doing nothing, and they're sleeping in the same rooms. So you're in charge. I'm out of here. I'm done with this. And I just went to bed. So the family reunion officially began the next day on a Friday. And we were scheduled to go down to a beach in Oceanside, which isn't that far, but it's not that close either. When you live literally like a mile or two away from multiple beaches that are beautiful and amazing, and you have some local beaches that you can go to and just have a great time. So we had to drive down to Oceanside, and this particular day there was extra traffic. They were doing some construction. It was in the middle of the day. It was really hot. We usually try to go to the beach when it's not quite so hot. And my cousin also asked me to bring our surfboards, which I was okay with but just extra stuff to kind of lug around so we finally get there kind of got lost a little bit fighting traffic super hot kids are kind of complaining but we got there lug out all the surfboards lug out all the stuff here we are and the beach was packed I'd never seen a beach so packed in my life we were like four rows back from where the ocean actually is in fact I'd never been to the beach when I couldn't even see the beach. And it was just it was just really frustrating. It was just really annoying. And to make things worse, we were at a place where you couldn't even surf. So here I am, this idiot with my surfboards, and we we couldn't even use them. We couldn't even surf. And all the time and effort to like carry those things around uh, just wasn't very ideal. So we stayed there for a couple hours, and after that, we went to my cousin's cousin's house which was another like 45 
minute drive. Uh, and it's just like, okay, what are we doing here? Super long drive and whatever. It was fine. You know, we had, we had dinner and then we were going to have a, a talent show. So here we are having this talent show. Uh, of course, my cousin is up there emceeing and making corny jokes and everyone's laughing and at the end everyone's saying how great he is and this is so awesome that he did this family reunion and brought everyone together and he makes the comment well I can't take all the credit because it was such and such's idea and he mentions my other cousin who like didn't he wasn't even the one that I talked to and so he gives her the credit for being her idea. And I'm just sitting there. I'm just like fuming inside. You know, he's up there doing his thing, which was fine. But I was like, oh, I would have done it like this. And I was just getting really perturbed. So the next day we go to the beach again. And this time it's a beach that's a little more local in Laguna. But it was Saturday and we knew, okay, fighting the traffic to get to Laguna on a Saturday is horrible. It's crazy. It's insane. And of course, this is one of the furthest beaches in Laguna, not only that, it had these really long stairs that you had to go to get down, and you had to park like a mile away. So it was absolutely ridiculous. I'm like, oh my gosh, what are we doing? Once again, super hot day, middle of the day, really packed. And this time, he asks me to bring my paddleboard. So the, the surfboards are lighter. The paddleboards, super he- heavy, really big. And whenever I take them to any family function, they never get used. So I said, I'm like, look, no one ever uses them. He's like, they'll get used. Like, I'll use them. I promise they'll get used. And I'm like, okay, fine. So I'm lugging these things down these stairs. And of course, when I get down the stairs, I find out that they're not anywhere close by. They are the absolute furthest away that you could possibly be. So I'm lugging these things down. I had to mentally tell myself that I'm doing like a strongman's competition. And I'm just like sweating bullets, super tired. Just kind of like, what in the world is going on here? And right after that, my parents show up and he asked them to bring their blow up kayaks, which are super heavy, hard to blow up, pain to take down, hard to clean. Once again, don't usually get used and they get there and they need help carrying these kayaks. So I say to my sister and other brother, I say, hey, mom and dad, my my parents always bring way, way more stuff than than you ever need. And it's kind of like, oh man, you got to haul it around. So like they need help. And my sister's comment, my youngest sister, uh, who's 28 years old, her comment was, it's all you bros. And she was like, sat there. And I was irate. I was so upset. I didn't say anything to her. But inside, I was just like boiling. I was so upset. So we go and we get these kayaks and just like loading stuff on both shoulders and I'm carrying like an umbrella and like I literally had some guy like come up to me and he's like hey are you do you need help are you okay like it was that bad and so then we're kind of like hanging around and like half the people from the family reunion that were supposed to be like weren't even there and come to find out they thought oh there's too much traffic coming from Oceanside so they chose not to come like they came all this way to the family reunion And we went there the day before, but yet they couldn't come down to see us. I was like, what the heck? So by now I'm just carrying stuff around, going back and forth. It's really hot. Of course, no one's using the paddle boards. Finally, someone uses uh, one of the kayaks, but then the lifeguard goes in and tells them that they can't use the kayaks here. And I'm just so done. I'm like ready to go home. But the evening before, 
my mom's cousin, she came to the family unit for a little bit, and she invited us all over for dinner, which was super nice. She's a super nice, amazing, incredible person uh, who has supported us in, in our weddings and all these different things. Uh, but we, so we kind of asked around, my mom asked around and I helped her ask, kind of ask around like, Hey, is this something that you guys would want to do? And we were kind of thinking that it was, um, closer than it was like later on, I realized that it's actually kind of far away, uh, especially like even further away from where, where we live from, uh, Laguna, it's like even further away, but everyone kind of commits to this, including my, my cousin. I'm like, okay, if my cousin's committing, like everyone else is going to be in and it's going to be all good. But now I'm realizing, okay, half the people aren't even here. So I'm like, okay, are they not going now? And then when we're at the beach, like we're getting ready to have to go to this thing. And I mean, we were glad, we thought it was nice of her to ask, but it was like far away and it was hot and we had kids and it was just like, oh my gosh, let's just go home and be done with this. But it, but it, but we, you know, we committed to it and I was like, hey, we committed, we're going to go. And then I found out like half the people that were there, including my cousin decided not to go. And the only reason we were going was because they all committed to it the night before. So now here, me and my family and uh, a couple others in my immediate family had to go make this additional trek, this additional drive. We're just tired and didn't want to be there and had to walk like a mile to our cars up these stairs, not to mention carrying back the paddle boards, the kayaks and everything. And I was just so done. So we finally got to this house. We went the wrong direction, Siri or something send us the wrong way. I don't know what happened, but we finally got there and we're doing our thing and, you know, talking to everybody. And, and it, it was, it was great. Once we got there, it, things were good, but I was just like, when is this family reunion going to be over? I, I'm just so done. So can't wait for it to be over. This was supposed to be something I was going to plan. I was going to make it awesome. And I was just so ready to be done with it. So fast forward, went to bed that night, woke up the next morning Sunday went to church, uh, and our church is it's three hours long, right? Mormons we go to church for a long time, so we go to our first um, meeting, sacrament meeting is what it's called. We're all together, and then the second hour is gospel doctrine or, or Sunday school. Now I am one of the Sunday school teachers, but it wasn't my turn to teach this week. So the Sunday school teacher who was teaching was the lesson was on Solomon. We've been studying the Old Testament. And uh, it was all about Solomon. And if you guys know the story of Solomon, he he was able to ask for a gift from the Lord. And he asked for the gift of wisdom. And Solomon ended up, ended up becoming very wealthy. Um, so here he had all these, he was highly blessed of the Lord. He had financial success. He had wisdom. I mean, this guy had everything. He had it all. And he eventually fell. Uh, he fell into idolatry and he just lost his way. And I got reflecting. I was like, man, what is up with these guys? Like you have King David, who was like one of the most amazing people ever. Actually, before him, King Saul, who was highly blessed and an amazing, incredible person, incredible leader. And that guy went way off the deep end. And then you had King David, who who fell as well, but was an amazing person and somehow lost his path, not the same as Saul, but like somehow lost his path and was, was repenting and very penitent, but still somehow missed the mark. Something happened there. And then you had his son, King Solomon, who had riches beyond, I mean, the Queen of Sheba came to him to to seek out like answers and wisdom and because he was just this amazing person, but he was also highly spiritual and, and close to the Lord. 
and had had everything going on for him and he fell as well I was like what in the world happened here and this teacher um shared ultimately it was a lack of humility I mean I was, so I was thinking about all these other lead, all these other kings right but she was talking about Solomon and ultimately it came down to humility and he wasn't teachable and he kind of thought he knew more and knew was better than other people and he wanted more wealth for himself than than for the lord like his house was even larger than the temple that he was making and he turned to idols and um because some of his uh wives you know were were into idols and so he turned to that and he just was not humble and it really hit me and obviously i was feeling kind of rough uh, from the last couple days, from the the rough day days that I had, the time I had, and it hit me that I was no different. And I think in some ways, maybe I felt like I was better than some of these guys. Not not really, but kind of. It's like, oh, I have this level of success. I know what I'm doing. I should be planning this. And it hit me. It's like, wow, like this story is for you. Justin and I just like was was like crushed but also grateful and overwhelmed all at the same time and it just hit me so hard the lack of humility that I didn't have because at that moment I, I felt it I felt humbled it's like I felt humiliated but I also felt humility and I was like wow if if you're looking around, as I tell myself, if you're looking around and everyone on everyone else is the problem, I didn't even get into some of the other like, but I had an issue with every single person. And I was like, wow, like look in the mirror, like who's the real issue? And I knew it was me. So I knew right then and there that I, I had to change. I was learning this powerful lesson and these guys that were incredible were amazing. Like there's whatever was much more than I could ever achieve. And they were close to the Lord, like in ways I can't even imagine. And they still fell. And in a way I was falling in my own way. And I knew that I, I had to change. I had to rewrite the story that I was telling myself. And I decided to share this story the next week uh, when I taught Sunday school. So what I did that week is I took out a piece of paper and I wrote the story that I was telling myself a few days prior. And I literally rewrote that story. I wrote the true story. And this is how it went. It started out before the family reunion began. My mom, who is one of those amazing people I've ever met in my life. The most Christ-like, selfless people, always willing to do things for other people. Um, she's always been there. If there's ever been a time when I needed someone in my life, like I knew I could turn to her and she'd have complete empathy and understanding and, and help out in any way I ever could, anywhere I ever needed. Uh, she went and got my sister's kids because that's just what she does. She's just there helping and serving people which gave us the opportunity to serve a little as well and take those amazing kids for a couple days and let them bond with their their kids and 
one of the nights that they were over, we went to the beach with our family that we often do here locally. And I was able to take her out on a surfboard and, um, she, she just had such a great time. And every time I've seen her since, she's like, go surfing, go surfing. And just so cute. Like those are memories that I'll have with me forever. In fact, I still have some of the pictures and videos on my phone that I was looking at the other day and, um, just such a great experience. Then my oldest sister, uh, she's amazing. Uh, being the second, she was always such a great example to me. I remember as kids, like we didn't go out a ton when we were younger and it's cause we were such good friends and we just loved hanging out at home. And she was such a great example to me of what an amazing person of character and, and morals I could and should be like, and I don't know how I would have turned out if my sister would have been different. We were really close. She's one of my best friends. And I'm also incredibly grateful for her example and her husband's example and the kids that they've raised that my kids who are very close in age to just about all of her kids have great examples and cousins that they can spend time with. And when, you know, they're more than willing, anytime we go to visit them in Utah, they take our kids and uh, spend time together and knowing that they're with that family that you can trust and know that they're going to be a good example in their life. I just can't, couldn't be more appreciative and more grateful. And the truth is like her kids just go to bed later than mine and she just has a different schedule and structure. And you know what? That's okay. And I should have been more clear in my communication, we could have easily had our kids sleep in our room or we could have talked through it, right? Um, but here I was pointing the finger and like saying, ah, right? But that was my own stuff that I was dealing with. And so that first day in Oceanside, sure, the beach was a little crowded, but you know, I was having a bad attitude. And if I could have changed my attitude, how much better would my experience have been? How much more enjoyable would I have been to be around? Um, how much more could I could have connected with my cousins and my kids who were there? And we, we still had, we did, we had a good time. We, I left that part out intentionally, just kind of show the the difference. We went out on, on the ways and we were having some, some fun. Um, but it could have been a lot better. And my cousins, cousins, like those guys, they're amazing. They're like family to us. And they made this amazing meal and they were so gentle. Like they didn't have to do that. They're not technically blood, um, but that's just how the, the people that they are. And it was incredible. And my youngest sister that day at Laguna Beach, um, like she, I don't think she really knew how much stuff there was. I think she thought me and my other brother could, could handle it. And we're the, the boys, we're the guys, you know, go grab it. And no big deal. And she's amazing. And I'm so proud of her. Um, I remember when she was just, you know, a kid, like sometimes she'd be afraid and she'd come stay in my room at night because she was afraid. And uh, we were super close and I would always take her and her friends out. We would go toilet papering, which is kind of funny because I recently got toilet papered by one of the seven figure members. Um, but I just love her so much and she's just such an amazing person. And some of the people who didn't end up coming to the beach that day, I mean, here they were, they were here in Southern California to enjoy. And you know what? They were down and San Diego and the traffic was really bad. Like it would have been like two and a half hours. And it's probably good that they didn't end up coming because to then have to walk a mile and go down the stairs and all that. 
and they probably just realized hey like we want to enjoy our time here and they were still together and um i think they made the right choice to tell you the truth and dinner that night at uh, my mom's cousin house cousin's house was awesome i mean she made lots of food it was delicious it was amazing her husband who i mean they've always come to our weddings and just supported us um even though they're not like direct family uh but he's going he has parkinson's but he's still such a just so happy and alive and full of life and just such a great example and my kids had a great time and that night in the jacuzzi just sitting with my siblings and just kind of you know it was kind of a rough couple of days for me mentally in my head just kind of starting to let some of that go and reconnecting was such a huge blessing and the fact that we, we didn't want to go initially but I'm so glad we did and so grateful for her for inviting us over and just being so generous. What a great example. And then there's my cousin. Now, my cousin, uh, we're about the same age. He's actually nine months younger than I am. And he's like a brother to me. His his dad actually passed away when his mom was pregnant with him. He had a brain aneurysm. And his mom took care of him Um her her whole life she's put kind of her a lot of her needs to the side and I would go there and we would go visit a lot because she had you know a little more money than we usually did or or was able to save a little bit I don't know whatever you want to call it um that's not why we would go there but it was so much fun she'd always take us out and we'd go stay the night for several days and would go around uh they lived in Irvine would go around the to the pools and the big wall park and the lagoon and we were really young. It was amazing that what you could do back then. But um, he was like a like a brother to me. And, you know, he might have been a little bossy. Um, but we always had so much fun. And it's because of him that we've had so many amazing memories. I mean, we went to, we've done so many trips, trips, voice trips to Hawaii and Mexico. And things that we've done with our sons. And that wouldn't have happened if, if it wasn't for him. And in fact, recently, in the last couple of years, my son has gone to football camp with his son and he's always taken them and picked them up because it's in close by where he lives. And about 10 years ago, um, I might be getting my time off, but several years ago, his mom, who was like a second mom to me, actually ended up getting cancer and, and she passed away. And... He's one of the strongest people that I know, um, and I just love him so much. And the truth is, if he didn't plan this reunion, it probably never would have happened. And it was a great memory, and a lot of people did come together. And when his mom lived, she was the one that would always bring everyone together and plan all these reunions, and it was super fun. Um, she may have been a little, you know, more on the bossy side, but hey, sometimes you need that. And I know I can be the same way. And the truth is he had no idea that this was my idea or something that I planned. And here I like had this story in my head that, oh, he doesn't, you know, like he didn't even know, but yet he was willing to kind of take charge and make this happen and bring everyone together. 
And it was amazing as I rewrote the story, literally, I just couldn't hold back. I just got choked up and felt an overwhelming love for my cousin and everyone in my family, everyone in this story, as to where literally just a few days before, I felt frustration and annoyance and anger, and it was all me. It was really all me. Once I rewrote that story, I could be at peace. I could be happy. I felt love. I felt connection. So now I wish I could say I was perfect and that I don't struggle with this stuff anymore, but that wouldn't be true. But my invitation to all of you is, what is your story? And I invite you to consider rewriting that story. Now, in this example that I gave, it had more to do with family and relationships. And that's important. I mean, Tara and I, we always talk about this. We have this story always, and we're always trying to rewrite that story and see it different from the other person's perspective and improve that marriage. And same with our kids. You know, recently I have rededicated myself to being more engaged with my children. Uh, since we've moved here to San Clemente, it's been five years can't believe how fast that's come by same time when I started the podcast and I was thinking the other day when it's twice as long as it's been here every one of my kids will be like either out of the out of the house off to college uh, on a a mission that just blew me away so I've kind of rededicated myself to that but there's other parts of our story too that have to do with what we believe about ourselves and the people around us in relationship to our physical health, to our financial well-being, to other things in our life as well, to our spiritual, to our spirituality. And my bet, at least I know this is what I usually do, my bet is that in most cases, if you are not achieving what you want, or you aren't happy with your current situation, or you feel like all these other people are causing all these things or situations are causing things that aren't allowing you to achieve happiness and fulfillment in whatever it is that you do, I invite you to sit down and write some notes on what your current story is, and then rewrite that story. And you can keep both of them, or you can wrinkle the one up and and throw it away. And change that story. And this is going to be an ongoing process. We have the big story, the big idea of what we see our entire life or our business or what we can do in real estate or whatever it might be. And then we have the story within the story, which is a daily progression. So that's my invitation to you. I'm going to be working on the same thing. And I invite you to rewrite your story and make it a good one. Because why not, right? And then if you're crazy enough, like us, you can make a documentary telling that story and telling the story of so many other amazing people in your life, just like the House of HQ family. So if you guys, once again, um, thank, first of all, thank you for letting me share that. Um, it was, I think, just as important for me as hopefully it is for you. I hope you got something out of it. And that it can help you improve your life in in some way. Uh, if you have not yet had the chance to go to flippingthenation.com, go now to get your free 48-hour pass to the Flipping the Nation documentary. 
along with the additional five uh, videos in that docuseries. We're really excited to share that with you. A lot of people have put a lot of time and a lot of effort. I won't even tell you how many video editors we went through. I'm embarrassed to say Tara and I did a lot of the editing. <laughs> even though I'm teaching everyone to always have other people do things for you. Um, hey, it's just the way it goes sometimes. And we could do a whole other podcast talking about that. And we probably will. So anyway, go to FlippingNation.com. You guys are amazing. I, I love you all. Uh, keep being awesome. You know, I when I set out to do this years ago, I I wanted to be able to have impact. And at times I fall short from that, but but I'm trying. And I I want everyone to listen to this and to be a better person afterwards, to feel like their life has been improved in some way and um, to go take action and change their life and make it better. So do that. Get out there, whatever it is, take action and whatever it might be. I know usually I'm saying house flipping, which is true wholesaling, improving your business, doing that thing that scares you the most, but also in, in your relationships, uh, in your health, in your spirituality, whatever it might be, just keep keep going. You can do this. I mean, find balance, right? Don't overdo it, but just consistent and persistent actions, just like going to the gym on a regular basis. And it doesn't always have to be perfect. It's going to be messy at times. But if you keep going and then you keep turning to the people that have done it and can show you how to do it, how to do it better. Cause it's never going to be perfect. Even for those of us who are doing that high six or seven figures, it's not perfect. It's still messy, but we just kept going enough to where it eventually got better and then better and then a little better. And then before you know, you have the momentum and then you hit the hockey stick and life still isn't perfect, but it sure is rewarding. So keep it up, guys. You can do this. We got your back. We love you all. Go to flippingthenation.com, and we will talk to you next time on the House Flipping HQ podcast. This has been the House Flipping HQ podcast. Your, your ultimate house flipping resource for intelligent real estate investing and financial freedom. Check out amazing tutorials, blogs, how-tos, and other inspiring podcasts with house flipping experts at HouseFlippingHQ.com HouseFlippingHQ.com